Yes. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, today we have got a special guest on. It's the second time he's been on the podcast, uh, Mr. Josh Bridgman. Um, thank you for coming on, mate. This is this is the second time you've been on. As, as I've said, the first time, the first time we spoke about off season uh, and your approach to off season, because I think we was all pretty deep into that. But now you have just entered a prep, and so the the majority of this podcast will be will be speaking about the prep, the scar, and and where you're going to go from here now. So, how's things, Josh? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Thank you for both of you to have me on. Um, I'm all good, just uh, living a dream. We're trying to, as close as we can in this pandemic anyway. For sure, for sure. Uh, and, uh, and you do have access to a gym currently, so you are living the, you are living the high life a little. Yeah, I am. Well, I'm, I've definitely got it better than 99.9% of people, for sure. So, yeah, I'm lucky enough to, to be allowed in a gym, private facility. Um, luckily, due to the nature of my job, um, Lucky or, or, or I made my own, like whichever, whichever way you want to say it. Um, so yeah, I, I'm super lucky. I'm, I'm, I walk in that gym thankful and blessed every day. Trust me, I'm, I'm making the most of it for the people that don't have access to the gym. For sure, for sure. And it's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a strange one compared to a normal gym. It's all outside my marquee, isn't it? I know, yeah. So their original gym burned down. Uh, I don't know, I can't remember what happened, but there was some structural, it was only in a corner but some structural integrity got broken. So they had to redo the whole building. So they had to move everything. Like he was, I can't close my gym. So he bought a huge marquee and put the whole gym up there. So it wasn't for COVID or anything. It was because their gym burned down literally. Dedication to move it all outside. Yeah, exactly. Is that, is that far from you? Is it, uh, it takes it. Yeah. It takes me about 35 minutes, which, which like, as you know, like it's nothing for, for someone who will give their life to train, you know? So, but if, once you start doing cardio and things like it's like two two and a half hour driving every single day so it, it does like it wouldn't be my first choice because i got gyms out of five minutes away you know yeah well as i said I, i've told you and people on pause know i've been doing legs and it's been a it's been a five hour round trip weekly for me to go do legs yeah but, but you do what you do what you want to do right <laughs> for sure for sure yeah. um so rob how are you um how are you doing how's how's your little diet going how's your prep going well, yeah, it's a bit more of the, than a little diet. It's a prep. I know, I said that. Um, That's what I'm doing. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I'm, I'm good. This, this podcast isn't about me. Um, yeah, so, like, with, with uh, prep and everything, Josh, like, how... So, I think you're t- 12 and a half weeks out now, is it? I yeah, said something about, the other day. Yeah, something about that, 12, 12 and a half. So, like, how much more do you reckon you you got to come off? Because you are in a very good position, like body comp wise. Yeah, I'm. I'm still. I'm nervous to even take a guess at it because I, I don't want to. I don't want to overestimate how much I've put down. But I, I'm feeling pretty confident it's going to be close to, hopefully, north of 95 kilos. Like I'm. I'm pretty darn lean. Like I'm still three kilos heavier than when I even started prep last year. And I'm, you know, I've got veins in my abs at the moment. So it, it, I, I'm not, I'm no, by no means anywhere near stage condition, but I'm by no means miles away, you know? So I would say like at least 10, at least 10 kilos has got to come off. That'd put me at hundred, hundred kilos. So any, anywhere between 10 to 15 kilos, probably towards the 15 kilos. And you know what, maybe even a little bit more once you get that real, real sucked up flat and, dry and whatnot so something like that Over how much time. higher is that from from previous prep on stage uh, so I, I got i was 86 in my first competition in 2019 and then i reversed up and i ended up being 
88 but by the last one same condition so I'd, whatever between 88 and 86 so if i can put on i mean if i could have put on five to six kilos i'd have been happy but i think it'll be seven plus kilos hopefully yeah i think so as well do you think you'll gain you'll gain through this season as well through the shows yeah i genuinely i genuinely react well you, you would do if you're using higher drugs but like i generally react pretty well the leaner I get and like my physique changes quite a lot like I had a dramatic change from start to finish last year and if it's going to be anything like that I'm hoping that yeah it's going to be pretty good yeah me, me and Tim are like every physique update is sending it like what the fuck this is mental <laughs> we're, we're both excited for it as you say yeah, the it's kind of out, when you when you put the comparison photo of start or prep last time to start or prep this time yeah the difference is crazy but when you look at you on stage comparative to just your start your prep i know you're leaner and you you get that illusion of looking bigger but you did definitely grow into the show as well yeah 100 percent. if i look at my first shots um i think it was that reverse man like I, I got like i was like i competed my first show i probably was at 95 percent shreddedness like i couldn't i could have got five more percent body fat off out of the hundred that you can take off and then I dug for a couple more weeks for a second show and I was just like, it hurt everywhere to sit down, to walk and whatnot. And there was no more to really come off. And then as soon as I started reverse, like I, I finished the season on like 3,400 calories or something at the set, like at the same level of leanness because I managed to reverse up slowly. And that was when my body weight started going up. And I actually panicked. You would do if you're on prep and you've always seen the scale weight go down. Yeah. Just, I started to panic. I'm like, oh, the weight's going up. Kaz, like, relax, relax. Like you want the same... And I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't work. He's like, no, wait, you're growing. Like, we're, we're, we're reversing up with high anabolics. You are growing, you know. So, I've got no doubt that we can hopefully recreate that same scenario this year. That is absolutely class. But I guess that's where a coach comes in so handy because you could easily self-doubt yourself there. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I think yeah, when it's your prep, you know, even if you prep other people hundreds of other people you still like when it's yourself you, the irrational brain comes in a little bit more you know uh, de oh definitely um but since so since that prep obviously off season um and you kind of did i don't know if it was towards the latter of, of you went throughout the whole thing but you kind of did like a specialization and um, tailored towards men's physique yeah so you, ve you veered away from just like a push-pull legs tweak the split slightly uh, talk us through kind of what you did because that's something that you're doing now as well Robbie aren't you yeah yeah it's very similar split mm -hmm. so, for, so for me because it's, it's a difficult one because like I wear shorts at the end of the day and, and no matter how big a part of me wants big legs and wants to like have you know a great set of legs as well I know they're going to get covered up and in the pursuit of bringing a you know a pro level top half of the physique plus my carbs whatever they want to mark i had to i had to prioritize where my total volume could go and and or where it went and and we actually started off the year doing it we noticed a really really good result and my legs didn't like they didn't shrink they weren't shrinking they were still growing but they were just not growing like my upper body was because we had pulled down our frequency on volume uh, of legs to just once a week uh, like almost like a maintenance or like or like a minimum effective volume that you could possibly do on your legs for them to grow a little bit because they yeah. definitely improved but the obviously the improvement's not as much as the upper body and then upper body um i was doing a push a push and triceps a push and bice a pull and biceps rest and then a push in arms 
So I was doing push like every three days and I was doing arms every other session. And then I did, and then I was doing, then I did my single leg session and then I'll do pull arms and delts again. And then I'd rest again. So I'd be every other session. I'd hit my arms every other session. I'd hit my, my delts. And then twice a week, I'd hit my, my chest and my back. So my upper body was getting hit two to three times a week, specifically on my arms three times a week and my delts three times a week, because those were even more noticeable, noticeable points that I wanted to grow. And I literally did that for about 10 months. And those are the things that grew the most. Sick. No, yeah, that, that's, that's very similar to something we've done. I, I've tweaked my split slightly, but with, with the um, potential of you setting on stage in the summer, Rob, men's physique, that's, that's this, pretty much the same split you're running right now, isn't it? Yeah, like bang on the same. Yeah, how do you find it? it um, it's, good, it's good. I think getting used to, to doing push twice a week is difficult because my... Yeah my pressing recovery is never the best anyway. Mm-hmm. So I have to be really careful with it. And especially being in, in a deficit now, for sure. it has to, has to be controlled even more. Yeah. That's, that's what I was just about to say. Have, have you like monitored or, or manipulated volume at all yet? Drop it down into it. Yeah, not, not yet. Um, uh, you mean during prep? Mm, yeah. Yes. So, so I, would, I would specifically start like like for me in an off season, like a little bit higher volume than I would do in an off season because I know that I'm throwing in anabolics. I know that I'm going to feel great probably for the first six to eight weeks. And then once that you do start to lose that body weight and that like stability across bigger lifts, I'll drop off those, those extra bits that I put in and they may just be in the form of like one rest pause, one drop set, you know, maybe one cluster set and I'll just, I'll drop those off probably in the next four to six weeks I still feel pretty good you know like I've been getting stronger the whole of this prep so far so until I until I start to feel the effects of prep on me um like physically and that's when I'll probably start to drop things off be a bit more accurate my volume I think the thing with recovery is purely because doing doing push twice a week in a lockdown means copious amounts of, of barbell pressing and free weight pressing yeah Whereas when you're about pressing, it's easy to hit that twice a week if we can use cables and we can yeah. use like machines with better resistance profiles that, that don't require the stabilization. Like it's hard to recover from barbell pressing and then barbell pressing like three days later. Like that is hard. Yeah. Extremely hard. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to do it. You know, it was very, very difficult. So, yeah, what, what was you going to say then, Rob? I can't actually remember what I was about to say. That's why I was just thinking. <laughs> oh, because I because I interrupted you. But yeah, no, it, it is difficult. Yeah, I, 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 have, I have a chest top up on. So I, I'm running push-pull legs off, delts and abs and like a hams and back. Uh, yeah. And I have, a, I have a little top up on the delts and abs with, with just a, a chest fly. But that's because I can I have a pulley, so I, I can do a chest fly. And it's just a little bit of a metabolic top up as opposed to anything that's going to tax my CNS or, or impinging my recovery for push. Um, yeah, for sure. So again, it's a little more specialised than just the push-pull legs. Yeah, for sure. I, 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 you know, the deeper I go into bodybuilding, the more I can see the holes in the push-pull legs. And I can see the logic in why people do say there is a hole in push-pull legs because, you know, it's a great all-round programme. But more often than not, once you get to that level anyway, a level of muscle mass, most people have a weakness that they need to grow. So you know, something a little bit more specialized, the further down the line you get in bodybuilding makes a lot of sense to me. 
Well, I think I think the biggest one is, is definitely arms. Like, not yeah, for, for you sure. now. I mean, your arms are a weak point and they're nowhere near like ours, but all three of us did have lagging arms. I mean, we, we still yeah. do massively, but that is probably because of a because of the push-pull legs and just tagging them on at the end of a push and a pull session as opposed yeah. to dedicating a full day to them. Yeah, completely agreed. Um, so how how is this prep, the, the beginning so far, been different to like your previous preps and, and your last prep? What have you done differently? Is there, has there been anything? Um, I don't think the, I mean, the only thing that I would consider different is the start point. Like I'm a lot bigger. I've got a lot more muscle, so I'm going to be eating a lot more food. I was a lot leaner, um, and I'm just using a slightly different dr uh, drug model. Like to be fair, like that's those are the only different things that the the idea behind training, nutrition, sleep, recovery, digestion, all of that stuff has been in place for years, and and there's nothing that really changes. A lot of bodybuilding is just doing those things for a long time. So, you know, not much in the, in the principle of how we approach it has changed, except for the drug model. Um, it's just the start position and the accrued muscle over time that's sort of changed how quickly we need to push and how hard we need to push, really. What sort of things have changed with the, with the drug model then? Yeah. Uh, um, so I think like over the last sort of year to 18 months, um, I, I think there's been some real forward-thinking guys around PEDs, people like Victor Black, Joe Jeffries, like that. And, then, and there's a lot of, uh, you know, pretty cool information out there about, a, like, a safer use, because obviously drugs aren't safe, but it's like a safer use. And it's, it's, it's basically, without butchering it too much in, in, in a sentence or two, it's basically using a polypharmacy model, so multiple, multiple different pathways to anabolics work off. Um, in smaller doses to have smaller side effects, but yielding the same results as though hammering all of that at once would, you know? So the, the days of hammering 500 milligrams of test, you know, instead of hammering that aromatase pathway with 500 milligrams of testosterone and having to use a Rimidex, instead you pull down to maybe 250, 300, and you can use the Primo to, you can bring in some Primo to help modulate your androgen to estrogen ratio, but also still have that anabolism that you would have had from, from the testosterone, you know, so maybe bring in four, 500 milligrams of Primo as well. And that kind of, it, 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 kind of, it saves you from hammering one pathway. And, and we've been using this model over the last 12 to 16 months, you know, through blasts, through cuts and all round blood work has been better. And all round, I have felt better in myself. I think uh, anyone who has pushed drugs potentially, you know, a lot of people that listen to this, people who have pushed drugs in a prep, there's a point when you just feel a bit toxic. You know, I don't know if you ever felt like that, Tim, but like there's a point where you're just like, I just, just want to start taking this many injections now, you know, and yeah, you definitely yeah. get like that. But yeah, I genuinely haven't had that sort of feeling like I'm pushing my body to a limit where I don't want it to go, if that makes sense. Whereas I think a lot of bodybuilders will do the opposite. They want to push their bodies to the absolute limit or go with drugs which I don't necessarily think is the safest thing to do or the smartest thing to do if you're thinking about longevity. So that's the basis of, of how my cycle is. And, and really, it's a lot less drugs in total, but a lot more widespread and a lot more tactical, if that makes sense. Yes, yeah. it's, it's not like the typical bodybuilding. Like if, you, if you were to take the, the, the number of compounds that you're using and put that in front of like a, an old school bodybuilder, they probably think it's like a silly amount. But if, when you actually look at the dosages you're using, yeah, it's hardly anything of all these different things. And like you said about using different pathways and stuff, like it's, 
it is down to like people like Joe Jeffrey, Cal's one of them, Victor's one of them. Like they've really pioneered that safe use model, and it's it's clearly working. Yeah, exactly. And 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 that's the most important thing to me is that like uh, it's working, and I feel better. I, I still look like I'm still getting the results that I you know, would have got without with while smashing things the other way around and having to take all these ancillary drugs to keep things in place, you know, and you know, it's a, it just, it just makes sense. Like I listen to these guys talk, I'm like, that just makes a lot of sense. You know, why would I have to take all this stuff when I don't need to? John, in terms of thermogenics, what, what are we, what are we talking at the minute? Is that higher? Well, it's potentially using more, but a lesser dosage of each. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I'm still using Clen. I'm still using your Himbine. I'm still using, uh, no, in fact, that was it. That's all I used last time was Clen and your Himbine. Um, I, I, like, I don't think the, like personally, I don't think that actually the thermogenic side of things is going to change too much. I think the only thing that um, would be introduced is that I'm using growth hormone now and L-carnitine. So using like a small amount of L-carnitine mixed with um, growth hormone, you know, you're having that huge kind of insulin dump in the morning, huge dump of nutrients into your blood. You're going to utilize that pretty quickly during your, during your cardio, or your low, you know, your low physical exercise, and you're going to be burning that fat straight away. Mix that with your himbine, mix that with clenbuterol. You've got four different pathways you're working on, and obviously you can use less of each. So th that's the stack in terms of um, thermogenics. But I don't, like I said, I don't think like the logic behind that has changed since last prep. No. I'm pretty sure Cal, Cal was clued up on, on that before. Um, it's mainly just like the main compounds, you know, that, that have changed. It, it, well, it definitely makes sense to, you know, use something like clean your himband together as opposed to just hammering one, using the synergy between the two. Um, yeah. But I remember last, well, I don't know if we spoke on the podcast, it was just me and you, but you, you didn't feel great when you combined the two. Was it the himband you don't like, isn't it? Yeah, your himband sends me white. I don't know how's it, it been. How's it been this time? Has it, has it been the same? So it's not been too bad at all. And it, and, and I, and, and I, don't know whether that means for me that it's fake i don't know whether it's fake you're him behind <laughs> because i have like 100 like i used to get it 90 percent of the time off like a bottle that i used to use like i used to f just not feel that great you know i know you can get a tolerance but you have yeah. not felt it massively i can feel it working in the background you know you get those little cold sweats sometimes that you don't get off clean i have that sometimes but nothing it's not been nothing like last year so whether i've not got a tolerance or maybe it's not there anymore i don't know Fair enough. Fair enough. Like hopefully, hopefully it is the tolerance and not that it's some fake <laughs> I know. <laughs> the ideal. Um, so when you say you're 12 and a half weeks out, that is definitely show date. That that's a show date set. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, bearing it like as long as the pandemic isn't throwing a curveball in it. Yeah, that'd be it. So the which show is that? So that is um it's, I think it's the muscle works classic. It's two bros. It's like a regional qualifier. You've got to do a regional qualifier before you do any pro qualifier. So that's on the sixth of June. Um so I've got to do that in order in order for me to be able to go and do uh, pro qualifiers in, in Europe and whatnot. Yeah, so do you think you will you'll you'll be traveling again, as in competing in different countries this year? Yeah, hundred percent. I've got um Ukraine, um Cyprus or Portugal, and potentially Italy. It was Italy last time yeah, you went to, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Italy last time that I went to. Um, what, yeah, like I think, I, I think, I think if, I re, if I redid that show, I'd win that show, personally. If this oh, year. God, I mean, it's night and day, the difference between last time you stepped on stage and now. Just got to bring the shred. Just got to make sure I get in condition. <laughs> With the Portugal one, is that the amateur Olympia one? Yeah, that's the amateur Olympia. 
So it's, it's later on September, October, September, August time. No, that one was um, mid July. So I literally it'll be it's like June sixth, June eleventh, June seventeenth, July fourth, July seventeenth, and then August first. So there's like five potential pro qualifiers that I can do. If I've not got it after five, then fucking back to the drawing board. So. <laughs> Well, June the 11th is my birthday, bro, so you best bring it in that day. Yeah, there you go. That's the one. sign. That's fucking sign. Um, and then, basically, do you, with, with, in terms of the BBC, you, will you guys think you'll be training together at some point? Yeah, we're already counting down the days. April 12th, like, we all live 15 minutes away from each other. We train at the same gym. So it's literally, it's, yeah, we'll be back training, all three of us, from April, April 14th or 12th, whichever, whichever one it is. We'll be back in uh, full swing. It'll be good. And how long do you think, how long we have together before Brighton has to fly out? Yeah, I think he flies out middle of May. Uh, so we'll have, we'll have a good six weeks. And it'll be the six weeks that counts, you know? Like, we'll just start getting to each other, having that training partner when we're really f- feeling it hard, you know, we're starting to get real lean. For sure. Do you think, do you think that that took all of your physiques to the next level in the last off-season, that last however many months you had together? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I I never ever would have trained so hard to beat Joe in my life. Like I, I you know, like we are so close on things. He's where I want to be. He is like a huge idol of mine, and for me to be able to chase him every single day, and maybe beat him every now and again, you know, it was just like it was unreal. And like it was the same thing for him. You know, when I beat him, he's coming back the next week for vengeance. Tom Tom was getting kicks out of getting closer to us. Like it was. It was really like a whirlwind, like you know, it's almost like a blur now. It was like twelve weeks, sixteen weeks, we had a whole blast of each other. We all pushed, pushed really, 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 really hard. And to think if I could have that year round, that would be unreal. And it will be unreal when we get back, hopefully. Yeah, it definitely is game changing. The one thing that I that I know is about Brightman is he presses with no elbow sleeves or wrist wraps. Yeah, he doesn't yeah, he doesn't do that ever. What? No. Crazy. He's just got them gorilla arms, that gorilla strength in it. Yeah, it's absolutely bonkers. Um, but yeah, Rob, have you got anything to add? No, I think we've covered most things that like we wanted to speak about. I don't know how long we've been going for, but it's been been a solid podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure how long we've been going for. Um, we didn't we didn't get any questions or anything like that. I just want to touch upon prep, but um, but yeah, that's that's it really. If if, if you happy to wrap it up there, Rob. Actually, I did. I did have one question when I put that box up. When we were supposed to do it a couple of weeks ago, um, I know the guy who asked it will want me to ask it. But basically, it's like I haven't got it up now. But it was something like, um, like Josh, do you think that your rate of loss, this like as an assisted athlete, is is comparable to natural? And do you think like that would be that rate of loss that you have you had currently is the same as what? A natural could do without risking uh, tissue like loss. I think it was something along those lines. I don't know if that made any sense at all. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, uh, you know what? Like, I I have done both. Like, when I lose, when I lost, when I was natural, I'd lose twenty kilos on a prep as well over sixteen weeks. Like, I used to lose a kilo to two kilos a week. You know, whether or not that was wrong or right of me and I dug into muscle tissue like I think inevitably if you're natural you're digging into muscle tissue regardless you know I think I think it's a difficult one because you've got the two options you've got the one where you're you're natural you've got 15 20 kilos to lose 
you do that in 16 weeks. You do your prep, you do another show, and you're done. Or you can do the AJ Morris, where you prep for six months, and then you reverse diet for two months. And in eight months of that year, you've been in a slight deficit, for example. You know, so you've been in a deficit for eight months versus my five months, but your rate of loss is one kilo a month, uh, one kilo a week, but your rate of loss is a couple hundred grams, half a kilo a week. So like they're almost comparable. Like I don't think there'd be much difference in them almost. I, th I think um, a lot of it comes down to how well you can train and your mentality about, about training and how well you can keep what you have been doing this whole time. And you know, if one of those favors you more than the other, then I would probably pick it. But I've done both, and I think I'd rather do the quicker one. <laughs> Mentality, how can you stay in a deficit for eight months? Yeah, I mean, you can do it, but like, I don't know how much that's going to, like, I think if you're natural, like, you just Fine. flatten off at the end. You, you, you get tired, your physique gets tired, and the only thing that brings it to life is more food. But if you can't give it more food because you need to stay in a deficit, there's not much you can do, you know? Personally, anyway. Yeah, it's quite it's quite um, applicable to me at the minute because I've just just started my prep. I've given myself like I've given myself twenty four weeks, but I've whenever I've done a diet in the past, I've always got it over and done with in like sixteen weeks. Mm. But like body fat is at a higher level than in the past. Yeah, and but after just, those, sorry, I was just going to say, after, I'm, sorry, go go go. Was it after and after those sixteen weeks, are you shredded? Usually. No, I've never been, never been shredded before. I've been close, but I've had I've had no muscle to actually be yeah. shredded with. So it's it's it is different this time round. For sure. Um, For sure. But I mean, me and Tim like go back and forth on it. But it's just that like that that natty prep of just withering away, which I'm afraid of, which I don't try to avoid. Sometimes I think uh, the, the more muscle you have, the, the less considerate you can be about those type of things. So I can appreciate someone who is less muscled, you know, being a little bit more careful with the muscle they've got. Mm. You know, I think that I use AJ as an example because he's been doing it for ages now, but he's been lifting like that, like a beast for whatever, five, six, seven years. Like that's hard earned muscle. And I, I don't think that your body's going to give up that easy. Um, but I think, you know, and like, for example, if you look at the, the, the pros, um, who's that? Nat who's that natural pro? Um, the guy who just Bob, turned pro. Bob yeah, Bob yeah, that's him. Yeah. Like he he lost something like twenty kilos on his prep in like sixteen weeks, for example. But he was never going to lose any muscle because his muscles, bellies are so big and so full, you know. But someone who's got to be a little bit more considerate, maybe slow it down a bit. Also, if you've never been shredded, I think if you've never been truly shredded, like it's a lot harder that first time. So you may just need to dig for twenty four weeks. You may have to just suck it up and do it that one time. Because it will get yeah. easier the next time that you've been there. Definitely. Yeah, I think twenty-four weeks is a, is a sweet spot for you, Rob, because you know you've got very lean in sixteen, and um, you've got that extra eight weeks to dig and, and get truly stage lean now. Yeah. Yeah. Which you'll, Definitely. So, so how long is it? Like twenty-two until until the until the show. Yeah, yeah, it's twenty-two now. Just it's twenty-fourth of July. It's the show. Which, which I am definitely doing. I don't think I've actually said I'm definitely doing it, but I am definitely doing it now. Wicked. How much have you, been, how much have you lost this first couple of weeks? Uh, well, it's, it's not gone exactly to plan. Um, I've fluctuated quite a lot. So I, I started at like two, two, eight pounds. First week, um, 
just didn't drop at all. It was quite a big reduction in food, quite a big jump up in steps, and it was just holding and holding. And like the same happened with Tim as well. We both just didn't move. Um, and then we made some changes and like things were like going in the right direction. I was dropping like two, three pounds a day. And then literally the last two days, it's just shot back up after after a rest day of food. I think there's there's quite a few like variables that have gone into it in terms of like even just eating my my meals a bit later and stuff. So I'm not too stressed, but it is it's only like a kilo at most of body fat gone. But composition is, is quite a lot better in the two weeks. So I'm not I'm not too stressed about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Rather be ready early as well. That's why I always say I'd rather have no excuse and just be shredded early and you could just eat into the show. Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons I was stressed about not dropping is that I, I need to get, I've got about probably about 20 kilos to lose in this 24 weeks. And if I'm spending the first two, three weeks of it, just not shifting, then it, it, it adds a bit of pressure onto time. But I, I think like, obviously I've got Tim in my corner, so I know I'll, I'll be all right. For sure. For sure. It'd be sweet. And you can also put the foot on the gas at the start when you're least likely to lose a load of muscle as well, especially in the night prep. Like in, in the first you know, six to eight weeks, it's going to be hard to lose some muscle. Yeah. You can get, like, get a lot of nan points and, and not be perfect. But, but composition has tidied up a lot. You, there are noticeable changes. I just think it's been a case of rest days and some inflammation too. Um, I expect it to drop pretty fast soon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'll update everyone. I'm, I'm about 10 pounds down in about 12 days. So six of them came in one day. Literally, well, yeah, literally, like for like six days, I didn't drop because I like expenditure went up like sevenfold and inflammation was through the roof. And then it all just, it's all just, just coming off day by day now. Um, and I, I'm going to run this for about five more weeks, Josh, just tidy up yeah. um, and then, and then push again with a, with an off season to, Nice. Copy 2022. Uh, so yeah, guys, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up. Thank you so much for coming on, Josh. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Of course, man. It's been a pleasure. Uh, and as always, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for the support that you've, then you've been giving the podcast. Um, share it to your stories as you have been doing and tag us. And uh, we'll, we'll see you in the next one.